Welcome to the worlds of M.W. Lewis. It's M.W. here, and I have been working very hard in August to bring all my listeners, all three or four or ten, or I don't know how many of you there are, the finest, highest quality podcasting work out there. And I am, I don't know if you can hear the excitement in my voice. Yes, this is me excited. I have the biggest star or one of the biggest stars in the podcast fear, the YouTuber fear for the RPG world. And I'm also launching a new segment of my show, which I have been working with my producer, my showrunners, my script writers, uh, my set designers, and my two friends, Krakel and Barrel, my two good friends. And we have created a new interview-style show called Between the Gnomes. And we could think of no one better to have on the very first episode of Between the Gnomes than the co-emperor of the Grog Talk Empire himself, James. And he graciously agreed to appear on Between the Gnomes. And I really have to say, I'm very impressed with how well I did in this segment of the show. And the my friends, Crockle and Barrel, are really good also. And we thank James for being on the show, too. That was nice of him to show up. Um, and then for the second... Uh, Part of today's episode is my review of the final episode of Better Call Saul. I watched it last week. I told everyone I was going to watch it last week. And maybe it was even two weeks ago. I can't even remember now. But I took some time to absorb it. And I'm on a Facebook group for Better Call Saul. And I wanted to get everyone else's thoughts to completely bias my own thoughts. No, I'm just kidding. I I just like to see what everyone else thinks, and I I needed some time to think about it. So uh, I will start today's show with the review of the final episode of Better Call Saul, and then after you hear the horns a-blaring, we will move into the most exciting segment of my show ever, the first edition, the first time I'm running, Between the Gnomes, with James of the Grog, Talk Empire. So stop the month I want to get off. Time is just flying, and I cannot believe that it has been, what, nine full days now. Today is August 24th, and it has been nine full days since last episode of Better Call Saul. And I promised a review, and I'm going to do it right now. What have I been doing, though? What has kept me from doing that review? Well, of course, I was preparing for the first episode, the first edition or episode of between the gnomes with James, my first 
guest for this new segment, which is upcoming. So hang in there, listen to this review, and then the rest of the show is all me and James and my friends, uh, Crockle and Bear Roll. So you will really enjoy it, I guarantee it, just as much as millions and millions of people enjoyed the final episode of Better Call Saul. So I'm glad I stewed on it for a little bit. And one of the things I did to keep myself distracted so I didn't have a, a you know an, an immediate uh, uh, knee-jerk reaction to the episode was I appeared on Jason Connerly's Nerds RPG Variety Cat podcast. I was on his show Sunday to talk about movies from 1982 and what a great year it was in, in the greatest decade in the history of the world. 82 was one of the best years for sci-fi fantasy movies. So I really enjoyed that. We did it Sunday. It'll be it'll be up soon on his his podcast. So make sure you check out his podcast. And I'm sure you already do. So now it's time for me to unlock my mind and pull out all my ruminations about the last episode of Better Call Saul. So I'm going to get it out there right up front. It was a success. So I don't view these shows and I don't rate them with a star system or a one to 10. I view it from the producers and the content providers point of view, and they want to have a successful end of series episode. They want to have a finale that is successful, which means people are generally going to be happy with this way the show ended. We all know Game of Thrones did not have that. Their final few episodes and their finale were atrocious and was so bad it almost ruined the really great feel-good experience of watching that that uh that television show over uh, i don't know five years or six years i forget how many now breaking bad the same producers who do better call saul or who did better call saul the last episode of breaking bad was a success and i rate it very highly in fact a lot of people rate that show, I see it showing up in the top three, if not the top two. I don't think I've ever seen it as the number one finale for a television show ever. Uh, I see Sopranos makes the top ten list quite a bit. The last episode of MASH is number one on many lists and is ostensibly the greatest uh, episode of television ever. So there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. But just just because you don't crack the top 10 doesn't mean you're not successful. I think the G&G, Gillian and and Gould, must be very proud of what they've done. The last episode of Better Call Saul was very, very good. It was a, a success, and I was satisfied. I was, it didn't ruin the whole series for me. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't spectacular. Like I thought the ending to Breaking Bad and the Sopranos are just fabulous. Um, but I was very satisfied. I felt it came to a sensible conclusion. And from here on, I'm going to give a few spoilers in case you haven't watched it. Not a lot. I'm not going to get into a lot of details because I, you know what? I don't want to go blow by blow through the episode. I think, you know, just go, if you saw it, you know it and you have your own thoughts. You can call in, tell me what you think. Tell me if you had a favorite part of the finale or, or a part you really hated. I'm going to say what my favorite part of the finale is and what I think it meant to me at the end. So 
I think it was a success, and it brought the whole series to a really sensible conclusion. And I have a couple favorite parts. I really love the scene of of Saul, Gene, who had now kind of transferred back into Slippin' Jimmy, uh, in in a in a garbage uh, a garbage bin dumpster is the word I was struggling to find for a second. He's in a dumpster and and he loses all his diamonds. He has to pick them up out of the trash and then the cops get him. And I love that because he didn't get away with all his diamonds. He got caught. Saul needed to get caught. Almost all the bad guys in Breaking Bad died. They either got killed or died. Um, Only one really got away, and that was Jesse Pinkman. Um, And you don't know that really until there was a a, a movie they made after it. So you got to see that. And Saul got away. And we all knew, I think many of us wanted Saul to get caught at the end. And Better Call Saul, the last season, I think converted a lot of the ones who didn't want to see him get caught in the end. I think a lot of people by the last episode wanted him in jail, if not even dead. I'm glad he didn't die. So that was one of my favorite scenes when he got caught. Another favorite scene of mine was the the cameo appearance of Marie who was Hank Schrader's wife from Breaking Bad. And uh, I'm not going to get into a lot of details, but I thought, and I read this on Facebook, and I 100% agree with the Facebook group on this. It brought to an end, finally, a, a, a good end to the story of Hank Schrader and Gomi, his partner, because his, his wife shows up later in the episode. And that was needed. That, wasn't, that didn't happen at the end of Breaking Bad. So that was really excellent. I wasn't a big fan... Of the flashback scenes that they put in and brought back some of the old characters, Walter White, Jesse Pinkman in particular, and the old RV, the Cook RV. Now, I felt it was fan service. The Facebook groups generally loved it. It it did exactly what they were going for, what G&G were going for. The fan service, the the fans loved it. They want to see it. And I'm a fan, but I eh, wasn't a big fan of them. With one exception, the flashback scene with Saul and Walter White and Saul and his deceased brother Chuck in the finale. Uh, And it it revolves around Saul uh, wondering about time travel. Uh, The scene with Chuck shows the book, uh, The Time Machine, which kind of gives you the idea of why Saul later on was asking questions about time travel. There's another flashback scene with him and um, another character, Michael, and he does the same thing. He asks Walter and he asks Michael in the in the flashback scenes, you know, if they could go back in time, what they would change. The one with Mike was okay. I wasn't a huge fan of Mike, so that's very unpopular. A lot of people love the Mike character. Not me. I wasn't a big fan of him. I didn't care when he got killed in Breaking Bad. It didn't bother me at all. Uh, but I really like the scene with Walter White and Saul when he asked Walter the question, will you go back in time? And I'm not going to tell you what the answers were or anything. Go watch it. Just go watch it. It's a, it, That was a great flashback scene. One of my other favorite scenes was, was when uh, Jimmy now, he, he became good old Jimmy, Chuck's brother Jimmy, at, by the end of the episode. And he was in the bus being sent off to the penitentiary. And he was recognized by the prisoners as that guy, that guy, better call Saul. And they start stomping their feet and chanting, better call Saul, better call Saul. And he, he, he uh, 
I, I don't know how his reaction really was. He seemed satisfied, but, you know, that was a persona that was gone now. He was no longer ever. The whole episode was call, called Saul Gone. So I don't know if he's ever going to take on that persona again. And then it ends. The ending is, and what I think it means, the ending is him in prison, and he is visited by his ex-wife, ex-lover, and ex-partner in crime, Kim. And they don't kiss. They don't. It's nothing romantic. But at the end, they share a smoke leaning up against a wall. And it's, of course, reminiscent to all the scenes in the first three, three seasons, plus maybe, maybe even in the fourth season, although I think it was really the first three seasons, where they were in the parking garage of the law firm they worked at, smoking cigarettes. Now, this leaves it, and then she leaves. So at the end, she's walking out, and she sees Saul in, in the prison yard, and they, they have a moment where they look at each other, and they're separated by the distance of the two different gated areas, one where visitors come and go, and I, I would imagine employees and all come. And then there's a little bit of grass, and then there's another gate, an, another chain link fence, behind which is the prison yard. So they're separated, but they share a moment, a look. And a lot of people who didn't want Saul to go to prison are mad that he ended up in prison and Kim walked away. And the, what, what I actually think it means, I think Jimmy is happy. He, he's going to live out the rest of his life, even in prison, happy because he had lost Kim's love. Uh, he had lost it. She left him. She divorces him. And she has no contact with him throughout the duration of the entire Breaking Bad uh, series. And for the few years of, of the gene, of his gene persona, where he's the Cinnabon Baker in Nebraska. But he had it back. He got, and he knows it. He's watching her leave. He, he makes a little sign to her with his, with the double-handed gun thing that he pretends he has these guns, which is, was a recurring thing in the Better Call Saul early years. He had her love. And I wrote, you know, when you get someone's love back, and you have to be old to know this. You have to be old like me. You have to know, be old and experienced. But when you lose the love of someone and, and you don't ever hear from them again, um, you know, it's that's like being in a, in a prison. You are imprisoned at that point. And many people don't ever get out of that prison. And Saul, he was out of that prison. She showed up. She showed up to see him. He knew He knew she still loved him. She knows he still loved her. And you can speculate, and that speculation is going to go on forever. Will she go back and visit him? Oh my goodness, will he ever get a conjugal visit? Will it, you know, or is she leaving him forever? Is that it? Was that the last time she's ever going to see him? You know, I, I kind of think, I think he'll see her again. I'm not actually sure he'll ever get the conjugal visit from her. Uh, I kind of think Kim will, will go on with her life finally. But I do think... I think there's something there. She will continue to visit him for the rest of his life in prison. And I don't think they'll end up together if he ever got out early. That's just the way I think about it. So back to the episode overall. You know, you invest a lot of time in these TV shows, and I invested a lot of time in Better Call Saul. I really liked the show, and I really thought this, the finale was a success. I bet it will wind up on some people's lists for one of the top finales in TV history. I, I bet it will crack, crack the top 10 on some lists. 
I don't, I don't know if I'm going to put it there. I don't know if I would, I, but I'm not making a list. I don't have a list of top finales. I probably don't watch enough TV shows to, to make such a list. I will say this. I did like The Sopranos ending better, which I know is controversial. Some people really hated it and some people really loved it. I don't think there's a middle ground on that one. I like the Breaking Bad one way better than the last one, A Better Call Saul. There was nothing more satisfying than seeing Walter White get killed or he died of the can. I think he was shot and he died and and you wanted him to die. He was a scoundrel. He was awful. But then the part of you that and I'm my well, the part of you that really liked him, you know, you saw that half grin on his face lying in, in a makeshift meth lab. And you were happy that Walter White died around his favorite things. And it it wasn't his family. And he admitted it at one point to Skyler. It was the making of the meth. He did it because he liked it. And he was good at it. And in the end, he died right in that lab with his equipment. It wasn't his. It wasn't his lab. But he died around it. And, uh, and they were using his formula and he had that little half grin on his face. And that was just something like, you know, that just was very satisfying. I, I love that finale. Felina is what it's called. And I loved Breaking Bad. I think it was a great television series. And Saul's up there for me. It's one of my favorite series, of course. So that's it. That's the finale. I'll never talk about this show again, at least on my podcast. I hope you have enjoyed my discussion of Better Call Saul. And if you never watched it, uh, do yourself a big favor and watch it. It streams everywhere. I'm sure it's everywhere. Hulu, Apple TV, I don't know. Anywhere you can stream TV. I bet you could stream it. So thank you for listening to my rambling thoughts on Better Call Saul. Warning, the following segment of The Worlds of M.W. Lewis contains non-woke words like racism and hate. There may or may not be the sound of a gun cocking, too. So if you object to all these things, or you don't like James from the Grog Talk Empire, you should skip this segment. We are honored to have James here on set for our very first recording of Between the Gnomes, a new segment of the worlds of M.W. Lewis, wherein I will conduct rapid-fire, brief interviews of famous podcast celebrities. And it can't get much bigger than the co-emperor of the Grog Talk Nation himself, James, even though we put the request in for Dan, the other co-emperor. So, welcome to Between the Gnomes, James. Hey, thanks. I'm really So, here. James, you and Dan have a bit of a shtick going on Grog Talk. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, was that a question? No. So, James, your podcast is very amusing. It must suck to be the non-funny one. I don't know how to answer that. It wasn't a question. You have a great set, by the way. I'm curious, why doesn't Dan have a self-portrait behind himself? 
that's not a picture of me. It's it's Gary Gygax. Oh no, that's not funny. No, seriously, that's Gary Gygax. Seriously, James. Really? So, are you Gary Gygax? No, of course not. Are you a clone of Gary Gygax? Come on, no. Did Ernie cast Animate Dead and Zombie Gary traveled south to start a podcast with Dan? I'm not answering any more questions about Gary Gygax. I'm not Gary Gygax. So, James, if Dan is the funny one, would you say your catch it is knowing all the rules? Well, I'd like to think I know all the rules. No one likes to know it all. <clears throat> How much longer am I have to do? So, uh, there is a very important event coming up in Orlando at the end of September. Care to talk about it? Oh, well, yes. Thank you. Finally, we're talking about what I want to talk about. BrogCon 22 is coming. It is here September 30th through October 2nd in Orlando. We play old school games. We get together. We do funny bits. We celebrate the Grog Empire. It's really a great time. No, James. It's the RNHA. Um... I, I've never heard of that. The Republican National Hispanic Assembly. Uh, oh, uh, okay. Um, sorry, I've never heard of that. Me neither. So, you are a pretty busy guy. Besides the talk show and the convention, you are a co-founder and contributor to a magazine called Flipping and Turning. How about you tell us a bit about it? Well, Flipping and Turning you know, is an offshoot of the show, Grog Talk. Um, it's, uh, it's basically a fan magazine where people contribute articles about first edition, old school play. It's, we're up to our ninth episode or ninth issue and, uh, it's grown tremendously. Uh, we've got some great, uh, authors and it just celebrates the old school renaissance that we're going through. You know, I'm surprised with everything else going on. I'm surprised I, have, I can write. Yeah, me too. But, but I find time to. No, I'm surprised you're literate enough to write. Seriously, come on, man. Why are you like this? What? It's on the card. Now, James, you might recognize my two friends here, Crockle and Beryl. They are gnomes. I told them I'd get you onto the show so they could confront you over your well-documented anti-gnome racism. You've stated numerous times on Grog Talk that you hate gnomes, and it is about time you answer for this appalling view. Guys, fire away. No, no. Figuratively, guys, ask your questions. Oh, okay, boss. That got lost in translation. So, Baldy, do you know gnomes have a long history and a right fine place in mythology? Dating back several centuries? What's with the hate, man? Well, look, gnomes in Dungeons and Dragons are a derivative of the dwarf. They're in between halfling and dwarves. They're not needed. Either play a halfling or play a dwarf. Gnomes were best when they were monsters like it used to be. They shouldn't be player classes. They're annoying, and players who play them tend to be jerks. So they need to be out of the game. Hey, man, if you want to discriminate, discriminate against halflings. Halflings or hobbits are fake. They aren't real. They have no historical basis in mythology of any type. You know what a halfling is? Um, aren't they some kind of Central European horse, the halflinger? 
Guys, that, that wasn't very nice. Now get get out of here. Just get out of here, you two. Hey, hey, how do I get out of here? Oh, uh, oh, James, uh, you get out of here over that way. You see that? Yeah, that way. And, and uh, hey, James, I'll see you at GrogCon. That's right. Oh, God, GrogCon, 22 September 30 through the 2nd, Orlando, Florida. GrogCon.com. Please be there, or not you, but someone else be there, please. Wow, what a great show, Between the Gnomes. Now, it's not to be confused with Between Two Ferns. Um, I do have two, two green things on my set. I do the interview between them, but they're not ferns, and I don't use the number two in the title of the segment. And I am certainly not not Zach Galifianakis. And my guests, and as great as James is, and he's he was okay on on my show. Um, I mean, uh, many of you might think he's great. He was okay. He certainly doesn't rise to the level of of the folks that get on that other show between the ferns and, and and i don't even video mine mine is i i'm flying my guests up here or or down here or over to here at my expense and we're filming it in my studio and we're just recording it because i don't do the youtube thingy and maybe i will in the future but you know money's a little tight and i don't have a good video camera so i just record and uh at my expense, even. And, you know, James, I'm a little burned because he, pl- he plugs his, his con and, he, you know, it's kind of like a big advertisement for him. And I didn't get any money for it. But, you know, it was fun. You know, I'm, I'm on the show alone most of the time, except when I do interviews. Now, he's not – that's not a having, – having the co-emperor – emperor – I can't even say that word. Remember, MW cannot speak. Uh, properly, uh, having him on might seem like a big deal to many, but you know he doesn't rise to the level of one of my in-depth interviews that I've done with like Wendy or or uh, Lawrence or the guy who tried One E from Five E, and I'm I'm going to do other interviews. I'm going to do other real in-depth interviews, and I have to say I I might ask James maybe to do one a really good in-depth interview at some point. Uh, yeah, I think I would. I think I would. He wasn't that boring. I had to kind of prod him along to, to make him a little entertaining, but it, it worked out. And I'm really proud of myself because I think this is going to be one of my few episodes that's going to come in under 30 minutes. So that being said, I'm going to stop it now before I sneak over that that um, that mark of 30 minutes. And uh, before I sign off, uh, the month's flying by, and I really am going to try to get to all the calls. We're going we're gonna to pull it. We are going to pull the emergency podcasting system, and it's going to come out soon, before the end of the month. So it's got to come out very soon. And with all that being said, in Better Call Saul and, and Between the Gnomes, you know, don't let me interrupt you. 
you keep exploring. I'm telling you, you keep exploring the many worlds in your own mind. Have a good rest of August.